Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And we're doing things a little differently tonight, folks. Uh, as I hinted towards last week's episode, we did some basement renovations this past weekend. And so now we're recording upstairs today and probably next week and who knows how long until we get everything back in order downstairs. For the foreseeable future. Yeah. So uh, there may be weird sounds or maybe... I don't know. It's hard to tell how how this is going to go. We're all set up in a weird way. Like, oh, I feel very far away from everybody. But it is yeah. what it is. Stay in your lane. I mean, lane, couch, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So bear with us while we bear down for midterms and figure out how we're going to do this. And if you do hear a weird sound, comment and see if you can guess what it is. Is it A, my stomach, B animals see i don't know i'm done I'm just I, got nothing. I was gonna yeah. say farts that can be stomach part of my stomach that can be part of stomach yeah. Yeah, it's all connected <laughs> digestive issues yeah <laughs> we did just have a bunch of pizza we'll see how that goes deliciously I, I mean it tasted good yeah it was good for me so but anyway yeah so things may be weird hopefully editing does enough that it's not that weird but we'll see how it goes uh in the meantime this week, we read The Walking Dead, Volume 1, and that's about zombies. So, we figured, let's talk about zombies this week. Uh, Jared, why don't you st- kick it off with something zombie-related? Okay. Um, I was trying to think of, like, what my favorite comics, movies, TV. I kind of went with all media. But I started with comics, um, one that turned into a TV show on the CW. Um, it was I Zombie. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that one from 2000. 10, 12, 14, something like that. I remember it. I don't know when it actually came out. I did not consume the books nor the show. So I read the first volume and stuff like that. It was a fun comedy type of uh, uh, book. Um, It's basically this girl is, um, she was a grave digger in an eco-friendly cemetery. And uh, once a month she had to keep, or she had to eat human brains um, or she would kind of, be turned into full-fledged zombie or she'd lose her memories or something like that been a while since i've read it but um she was starting to get like the memories of the dead person and some of the personalities of the dead person when she would eat those brains so there was a lot going on with that so it was a fun story uh the show i really didn't watch the show a whole lot to see if it was any good it was on cw yeah i think i watched like the first episode the actress they God, like, fit the role perfectly, so they did a really good job casting, I do know that, but I really didn't watch the show a whole lot. Um, the comic, I can't tell you what happens long-term, because I really didn't follow it, but I do. I did enjoy the first uh, volume, and so if it was something different, zombie-related, I, I like zombie stories, so um, I thought I'd give it a shot, but uh, I didn't follow it along, because it wasn't written for me, but I appreciate it for what it was, and it was pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely a unique take on zombies, mm-hmm. where it's not the... Uh, right shambling she like is a zombie but right. not the normal zombie you'd think not the mindless shambling right whatever zombie so. uh i'll go next uh one of mm-hmm. those on my list i just did a bunch of comic book stuff um one that i have to mention that because we're talking about the walking dead volume one today is rick grimes 2000 um oh, yeah this was a what if the walking dead universe um, what if there was, uh, it was turned into sci-fi instead of just horror. So yeah, on the cover, there's Rick with a lightsaber. Um, you get people with like mechano- mechanized limbs and everything. It's, it's like, okay, you thought zombies were ridiculous before. Now we're going over the top crazy sci-fi adventure. Um, it was originally in the back of Image's own previews. Um, where like, all right, each issue, there was only you know, like one page. And then after 12 issues is when they collected this in the hardcover and everything where it's its own what if. And it was weird, but it was fun. Like it was just over the top. Like, okay, uh, we're going to go, you know, normal Walking Dead, volume one, one and a half, two. And then all of a sudden it just jumps to the shark and like it just goes off the rails and crazy, even crazier than the regular series itself. But I was like, oh, that. I remember when it came out, it was the driving force for the image previews, which they have since stopped doing. And it just, it is what it is. So that is Rick Grimes 2000. 
uh, Laura, what what did you think of this assignment for Zombie Talk? I didn't realize this was our assignment for Zombie Talk as usual, so I did not do anything. I thought we were doing a roundtable about talking about zombies. So okay. Um, although I I can like honorably mention, although I didn't look up when exactly it happened, there was a time when there was the Marvel zombies issues. I think they've done it a couple times, honestly. Yeah. So but, that, I'll cut you off a little bit here. Uh, that was one of the things on my list was the original uh, Marvel zombie run as well, and that was actually written by Robert Kirkman, who's the writer of The Walking hmm. Dead. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. And I know he did, because it's on, specifically the first volume that he did was him. I don't know how far, I don't think the whole original run was him. I think at a certain point they chose to change writers midway through. Um, but yeah, he started writing it, and then a couple of years ago, they did the new Marvel Zombie thing, mm-hmm. which we need to talk about, we need to have a book club about at some point. Cause yeah. Because I remember when it was coming out, I really enjoyed it. I think Adrian was reading it also. I caught the first couple issues, but I'm like, oh, I'll catch that one trade, and then just kind of forgot about right. it. Right. <laughs> so I know it was good, the first couple issues. Yeah, and I I haven't read the original Marvel Zombies, uh, but I read the reboot one, and yeah, it was really good. Yeah, the original was pretty good for, for its time and everything like that. It was something completely different. I always thought it was really creepy that... Uh, you could have the invisible woman as a zombie, but in in Marvel zombies, they all kept their powers. So mm-hmm. she could turn invisible and you'd never know there's a zombie right. coming at you, you know? Well, you could smell her, maybe. Possibly. Or, or hear her. Possibly. But yeah, I always thought that one was really creepy with, with uh, invisible woman. Yeah. Yeah, the thing I remember referenced a few times at some point was Spider-Man kind of breaking down because he he's still... Like, their zombies aren't brain dead. You know how some of them can't talk and can't, like, function. But he still kind of had his moral compass, except for the fact that he ate Mary Jane and his Aunt May. So every once in a while he would break down and be like, I'm all alone because I ate them and they were so tasty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the love you'll never forget is the love of your food and feels and (laughs) <laughs> that's why we're fatties here. Yeah. That's why we talk about the pizza we had before we got to this start. Uh, full disclosure, we're not zombies. We're not cannibals either. <laughs> like, it was just regular pizza, <laughs> as far as I can tell. I mean, you only made it, Laura. That's a, <laughs> it was done before Jared and I got here, so. We're it good. looked and tasted like pizza. And we still have the boxes that they came in, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marvel Zombies and Peter's dilemma of eating his loved ones. Uh, Jared, what's next on your... Uh, the Resident Evil video game series. I remember when that first came out on the original PlayStation. Back in its day, that was a... The Resident Evil series, it was, um... They started off with, uh, go, uh, the series going into the Stars team, going into the mansion, and, you know, fighting zombies and different, uh, biological weapons and stuff like that. Um... The game turned into so much more, but when that first one came out, it, it was scary for its time. So, I gotta say, so one of my favorite zombie series is Resident Evil. I enjoyed the movies, too, for what they were. They weren't masterpieces or anything like that, but they were still, you know, they were fun. They were a departure. Like, the first movie was pretty accurate to the game. Somewhat. With the whole mansion. The mansion. And the underground the, city. Underground, like yeah. That. Uh, then there was a, uh, took like more and more departures. From right. Right. They just didn't have like all the characters and different things like that. So, um, they were fun. Yeah. So, uh, one on my list, uh, which Jared, I, I haven't read, but I'm pretty sure you did kiss zombies. Didn't you get that for yes, your family? Uh, I read them and they were books. Like, they were, <laughs> they were made. I mean, if, From remember what you said, like, yes, it was not your favorite. However, it delivers what it promised. Very much so. Of if the because was it the kiss characters were zombies or the kiss were, they were around like zombies? Kiss battle zombies. So it was kiss thing. versus zombies. Yeah, basically. pretty much. Okay. So it wasn't them turning into zombies because, I mean, it's it, hard. On it, the cover, it looks like. It's hard to tell because they're all pale. Well, no. On the cover, it's pretty easy to tell. They're all zombies. Like, they're all rotten out and everything like that. You can see the flesh. Mm-hmm coming out so if like, you're a fan of kiss i could recommend it 
If not, then if, I would probably say find a different zombie book. <laughs> only, only, only be a fan of Kiss for that. Yes. So yeah, that was just one that stood out to me that we have on the shelf. Like, oh, it's it's unique. Yeah, and it it like you said, it delivers what it promises. So it wasn't a bad book. It would be very hard for me to suggest it to somebody who's doesn't know anything about Kiss or you know. If they're looking for just a generic zombie book, I don't think I would point them to that. Fair so, enough. But if you're a Kiss fan, I'd be like, hey, check this out. You know? Yeah. Uh, Laura, I know you're not a huge zombie person, but do you have anything else that comes to mind of zombie-related anything at this point? I guess when I was searching, I came up with Re Your Brains by Jonathan Colton. And I thought, I thought that was, when I remembered that, I was like, oh yeah, I love that thing. What was it called? Read Your Brains. He's okay. basically writing an office memo about how he... Actually, I forget exactly how it goes, but something like he... He's basically telling people in the office, Hey, sorry that I'm a zombie now, and if, if you come over, I'm probably going to eat you. But <laughs> I promise I won't eat your eyes. We, we can compromise. I might not eat your eyes. I'll, I'll just eat your brains. Uh, the lyrics are, Hey, uh, Tom, it's Bob from, from down from... Yeah, from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, chorus. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, we're not unreasonable. I mean, no one's going to eat your eyes. Uh, all we want to eat is eat your brains. We're, in a, we're at an impasse here. Maybe we should just compromise. And... <laughs> It always yeah. makes me think of WoW because around that time that was a big thing, and they had just released like a zombie patch too, and or not really patch, but and someone basically made a music video within the world of WoW and put it to that that uh, song, and so I always see that zombie inside some war, sorry, World of Warcraft home. Like, talking like that. Chat. Okay, so who wants to... Oh, you just told them. I was going to say, who wants to guess what that noise is? Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely within the world of the um, George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Because, uh, don't want to nitpick Tom, but is this really your plan? Spend your whole life locked inside a mall? Like, oh. <laughs> and, I, you know, honestly, I didn't really catch it until I'm looking at the lyrics. Oh, there, that's definitely a Dawn of the Dead uh, reference right there. Uh, you've never heard, you've never had, uh, you never had the head for the big picture stuff, but Tom, that's what I do. And I plan on eating you slowly. Like, <laughs> it's just a fun song that we'll, we'll play for you, Jared, after that. I was going to say, I'm going to piggyback off that just a little bit because my next pick was the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, there you go. So, um, that's where they, the survivors get put into the mall. Um, I, had uh, remembered him, but uh, I don't know the actor's name, but he played on, what was it, Modern Family? Uh, he was the dad on Modern Family, I think. Um, I never watched Modern Family. No, I, just know, I just know he was on that. And he was in that Dawn of the Dead. Um, and Ving Rhames was, Ving Rames was in it. So um, it was really good. The acting was solid in it the zombies all looked good the story was good uh like you said they're trapped in the mall though and they gotta escape they so that was when they had the zombie jay leno right yeah yep. they're taking pot shots with a sniper <laughs> yeah. rifle like all right and they've got the whiteboards having him target and he's got jay leno right. out there <laughs> or a zombie that looks awfully similar to jay leno yeah but i was like they're definitely just doing celebrity oh definitely shots that i point. thought that was fun yeah you know they had a lot of fun things in that movie that it was probably one of the best zombie movies out there and it was the inspiration for the game oh shoot uh, it's another zombie obviously zombie game that takes place in the mall um, um dead rising dead rising dead yeah. rising the first one took place in the mall yeah so, oh yeah. no, I'm sorry. It's not Modern Family. Whoops, I just hit the back button. That's okay. Um, it's not Modern Family. It's um, that other family. It's a a show like that. Shoot, that's gonna sorry. drive me nuts now. Um, I thought I was being helpful. I was just nope, derailing I, us. Nope, nope. You're gonna <laughs> derail us. I had the wrong the wrong uh movie. It's. 
Tyler Burrell and Modern Family. He was on Modern Family. Maybe it was a different dad. Maybe it was like, a different I character. Like the top dad, but I think there was I think it was a family of generations, so there oh, were could multiple be. dads. Yeah. I bet so, yeah. But he was in it. So that was the point I was making. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Um the original was good too, but uh, I preferred I liked the remake better. I mean, the original one was it was in the sixties. It was very much a product of its time. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it, it's just, the there is definitely a cinematic difference between when the original one came out and the first one that one came out. Definitely. Uh, the last thing on my list that I prepared was, which we're going to talk about next week for the Book Club Book of the Week, and that is Deceased. Uh, specifically, Volume 1, written, all of them have been written by Tom Taylor. But that'll be the the beginning of it where it has the zombie outbreak and the chaos and bad stuff that ensues. But it, it's a good bad stuff that happens. Um, I don't want to go too deep into it because, yeah, we're going to talk about it in full next week. But I but. think the highlights, you could touch with base on the highlights. Pretty early on, they incapacitate their biggest heroes and shows that the ones with the strongest powers can be the biggest threat. Pretty much, they eliminate you know, Justice League. Yeah, and, pretty much. And that, and, and that makes the whole world go to crap. Yeah, and that was fantastic how that was written. Yeah. Uh, so any other last things you want to put on the list before we move on to the books that came out this week? Uh, one, I was kind of Googling a couple things. I haven't read it, but I'd like to just from the synopsis was Victorian Undead. I don't know if you've ever read that. Um, heard of it it's before. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson uh, Battle a Zombie Outbreak. Um, it's set in like the 1850s, so I, it just sounded and looked interesting, so that's one yeah. that I might, uh, try to pick up and, and check that out. I don't know if it's something we can get at the store or anything, but, uh, I may be in tomorrow to check if I think about it. Yeah, well, uh, we can look into it, because I, I should be able to Oh, yeah, you can find pull it up from here, yeah. 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 So, yeah, that, that was the highlights of my list. We could probably talk about a bunch more, but... But we don't want to be here all yeah, night. Yeah, there's uh, so many zombie stories and so many different medias and themes. It's it's all yeah. over the place. And you could still talk more about zombies next week because I had one idea. Your zombie survival plan. Mm-hmm. That's what you should come up with for next week. Would you stay in that mall where all the food and supplies are? Or would you get bored? It, there, uh, well, it depends on what mall because most malls anymore are pretty dead already <laughs> mall 20 years ago sure <laughs> maybe malls now yeah mm. oh, i like the solitude i mean you although go to the mall the, now <laughs> the one yeah, i'm thinking like of today the one i'm thinking of also has a roof leak so that wouldn't be so great to look yeah that'd be not good for that <laughs> but mexican restaurant that's pretty good. that's not bad that food will last a little bit uh <laughs> i'm gonna end the, the section with hey jared uh why are zombie books always so heavy they're all dead weight. Oh. I knew it, but I couldn't see anything. <laughs> Brimshot. Is that what you asked him instead of me? Yeah. yeah. You got a button for uh, that. It's not on this channel. Damn it. Uh, why, why haven't we fixed that yet? You've done 101 episodes because of this it, show. He's going to have to add another no channel that's more editing because it's, it's not worth it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's move on to books that came out this week. Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Bosses Week. Uh, allegedly Bosses Week. I've never heard of it until you guys were talking about today at dinner. Like I, it's a thing. Uh, it's I'm going to use quotations around thing. It's as much of a thing as Sweetest Day. Hey, yeah, there's some heavy quotations around that also. Yeah. My large Dr Pepper says it's a real thing. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of real things, Jared, what is a real thing that came out this week that you enjoyed? Um, I had a decent amount of good books to read. Or that I really enjoyed. Um, one of them that stood out to me, and out of all the good ones, Nightwing came out, and it wasn't my pick. There were just that so, many good ones yeah, that came out this week. It it it, it really there really was. Um, Darth Vader number twenty eight. Ah, this has been solid. This story arc. It's got uh, Padme's handmaiden still uh, in it, and it's like Darth Darth Vader and the Emperor are now trying to corrupt her. So it's almost like she's becoming. Maybe I don't think they're going to go this far and make her like a Mara Jade, but uh, I think they're going to try to f- make her a Mara Jade type character where she's an agent of the Emperor. So 
she's got a lot of skills. They call her Padme Shadow, so she's like a shadow, you know, that with that skill set and everything. And they're going to try to break her and uh, mold her into a weapon that they can use. Um, the other handmaidens may not like that. We'll see. But uh, she's. this has been a really solid story. So they're going to just... So I can put it in what I picture in my head. They're gonna make her into a uh, Padme deep fake sort of thing. They're gonna manipulate pretty that. much. Like, oh, it's it's Padme, but not really. Pretty but much. We're gonna pull the strings with her. Yeah, and um, I think it's um, Kiara Knightley's character from The Phantom Menace is who this is. Who this is. So it's been solid. I gotta give it to uh, who's writing it right now. Um, Greg Pack. So it's he's been doing a really good job. So yeah, that is Darth yeah. Vader number twenty eight. Number twenty eight. Uh, first one up for me is Public Domain number five. I know I've talked to off and on throughout the the previous four issues, uh, but this one it's really getting ready for the next story arc. Um, it is not listed as a miniseries, but I don't see any other, any other issues solicited right now. So I'm gonna guess it's following the standard image. Uh, routine like does a full story arc, waits a couple months, put the trade out, and then does the next story arc after that. Similar how they do Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to guess that this is going to follow that as well. But the series about this family that the the dad of the family he used to create this you know superhero character uh, that they call the Domain, I believe is what it's called. Um, it's very similar to a Marvel Stan Lee sort of scenario. Where, oh, I created this, but now I don't own the rights to it because the company does. There's some legal battles. You find out, okay, they actually do own the rights to it. And they compromise. Okay, uh, the the corporation, I'm not going to name names of what it's similar to, is going to have the cinematic rights to it. But we're going to give you the publishing rights for the comic books. You can do more comic books, your own thing. We'll do our own thing, too. We'll just, you know, it be its own thing. And this one is the, okay, we got the rights and we're going to get ready to start making the book and the new comic book series. And it ends with that. Uh, but there are some good surprise, surprise twists where, oh, this character they've had the other issues. I was really off, you know, he's there one or two panels. And that was it. Didn't really do anything. He plays a major role in this. And it's, I have enjoyed the previous four issues. I enjoyed issue five. I'm excited to see where this goes because it's a good drama story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a heavy drama, but it, it's definitely comedic. Uh, so and it's written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky, who's famous for being the artist on Sex Criminals, which is also a comedic book. And yeah, it continues. I'm excited to see where it goes. It says public domain number five. If you haven't read the previous four issues, chances are the trade comes out next month. <laughs> Laura, what what did you read this week that you enjoyed? I read one thing this week, other than our book club book, because I ran out of time. Um, surprise to everyone, it was actually Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man. And it's a number one, so that's part of why I read it. Because other, I do try to get some variety in, but since this week it was a number one, and I hadn't heard anything about this. And in fact, like after I read it, I went to Alex and I was like, so I'm really behind on Spider-Man. Is this like in continuity or is this referring to anything I, or not? I don't think we it were... is based off of your, because I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to read it because I was like, eh, there's too many other things. And it was a busy weekend. Okay. I thought the chance was you got a few pages in and said, this sucks for what you like. So. <laughs> I, I was trying to put a positive spin on it oh. and not tell the whole truth. Sorry. <laughs> Apparently, I've never told you, as I've told many other people, I don't keep secrets well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, but I, I actually like this because I was really curious and the, the art didn't bother me. I felt like it was good for the story and it, it kind of started out, it gave me a real demigoblin feeling to Spider-Man. Like he's got the spindly sharp fingers and he's kind of demony looking and they kind of went back and forth with him having multiple limbs like a real spider again and he was going through these eshire i think it's escher there's this artist who's famous for drawing pictures that are impossible but they look like they should work like they'll have a waterfall that goes all the way around a building and it just keeps falling and that can't happen in real life but it looks like it's really happening in this picture like stairs that turn into themselves and keep going in an infinite yeah. loop yeah, uh, did I write down? Impossible Constructs is what I wrote down. I didn't write any of his famous 
pictures, though. But anyways, yeah, he also, he'll draw things where, like, it looks like you go off the page and come back on from another direction. Like, I've seen it in King's Quest was a video game I played once where, well, a few times, and your character, like, it was kind of a maze, but it was all on one screen, but every time you went through a door, you came out in, like, a crazy place. Like, you might be upside down, you might be in a different part of the room than you thought you would be, and you can't necessarily walk straight, you have to maneuver around. But anyways, like, that's what these pictures look like. The artist is M.C. Escher. Okay. Escher's close. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so I felt like in the beginning, Spider-Man's kind of like confused. And I feel like the art and the designs in the background and all that really indicate his confusion. And then they kind of go back to reality. He almost like comes out of a little bit of a trance. And he's like, oh, I'm in California. I'm in Pasadena. I'm staying with Janice and Randy at their beach house while he's working on some project with Crystal Cato. Katani, sorry, Katani, Katani, yeah, I think that's her name, on some sound project. Like, I assume they're going to go more into what they're working on. But yeah, I, it also, it made sense to me that, like, in the current continuity, Janice and Randy have recently gotten engaged, and I don't know why they have this beach house in California necessarily, but it it tracks with Janice being a criminal. She can, she's probably got money. And her dad definitely has money being Tombstone and all that. And it, it could fit in current continuity. And they also, um, they started focusing partway through on these spirals. And he made a mention of Venom. And it makes me wonder if maybe this is tying in with the Carnage comics that I haven't been reading. But I do own them, so I'll have to read them and figure out what I'm doing. Yep, there's a new Carnage this week, too. Looks number like seven. issue seven, yeah. Came out yep. this week. Because, yeah, uh, those of you who remember, was it? A year or two ago when uh, Carnage was making this cult and trying to harness Null. That was right and, before King and Black. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably yeah. two or three years ago. Okay. They, I mean, they, they've been building that up in a bunch of different miniseries because like Carnage USA was uh, towards the beginning of that also. Of yeah. that whole thing. and that, So they've been, they were building that for like five years before they yeah. actually finally did the Here's the big ta-da. Yeah, they build it so long that I forgot about it multiple times before I figured out what was going on. And I still don't really understand what was going on. But that spiral that's showing up a whole bunch in this issue was in that one. So it makes me wonder if more is happening with Null, that they didn't really finish him off. They got other multiverses to work on, all, all kinds of choices. But yeah, so anyways, I want to recommend Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man to those who love Spider-Man, to those who don't love Spider-Man. To all people, all walks of life, because Spider-Man. All right, and Jared, what's another book that came out this week that you enjoyed? Titans United Blood Pact, number two of six. Uh, in the first issue, we were battling uh, the Church of Blood, which is Brother Blood and everything, and um, something happens to where they're, uh, Tim Drake is like transported to a different reality, and instead of the Church of Blood, it's the Church of Raven, pretty much. And um, the Fearsome Five have become the Freedom Five, but a couple of them have not survived Raven's wrath and everything. Um, it shows that the Justice League has not fared well against that crew either, and no one remembers who Tim Drake is. So um, Simon, one of the uh, villains from Teen Titans, he's kind of got like mind powers and stuff like that. I'm not going to go into it. But uh, he he uh, read Tim Drake's mind and realized who he was. So there was a lot that happened in this issue, and it's setting up to a really good story. This Titans United Blood Pact story arc is really good. Um, if you're a Titans fan, this is one you need to get. So I'm not going to go too far into it because I'll give spoilers away. So Fair I don't enough. want to do that yet. So it's it's a solid book. And it's only two issues out. And I think we still have issue one on the shelf too. So you could read one and two yeah. and be caught up on that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's done by, what is the writer's name? His last name's Scott. Um, DC does a great job of telling yeah. who, where the credits are. They're usually at the end. Uh, I don't see it. 
Eh, that's their own fault for not putting yeah. it in an easy way. Because they always do like previews. Oh, there it is. C-A-V-A-N Scott. Kavan? Kavan. Kavan Kev- Scott, sure. Unless they mean like Kevin. But it yeah. could be. I, I don't know. Or is it Kevin? Soft C? Yeah. Savon? Yeah, Savon. Yep. Hard to say. Either way, he's doing a heck of a good job. Yeah. So, Mr. Scott, good job. Good job. Uh, and the last book that I read this week that I really enjoyed was a Batman's A Bad Day, The Penguin. Right? Did I get that title right? Yep. And if you weren't picking this one, this was going to be my pick of the week. Yeah. Um, so I don't have it in front of me because I just forgot the story. But Jared's copy's right there. Uh, that's why I was double checking on the name. It was like, ah, I'm pretty sure it's it's the one bad day and blah, blah, blah. But this story is, starts with the penguin has lost his criminal empire. He has like 30 bucks to his name. That's it. And he ends up buying, what do you do when you're down in luck in Gotham? You buy a pistol. Yep. So for, for uh, 20 bucks and. Because um, it's one bullet because he forgot to buy it. He's like, he, the dealer is like, hey, you asked for a gun. You didn't yep, ask for ammo. didn't ask for ammo. And the gun was real cheap. So he got one bullet. And the guy, the dealer is like, <clears throat> depending on how it goes, you just use that. You should just use your one bullet on yourself and just be done. Like, <laughs> you're that. You're that out of luck right now. Just use it on yourself. Yep. At but, first, I thought that was definitely the implication: a bullet with one bullet, or a gun with one bullet. Yeah, that pretty much. But he's Oswald Cobblepot, and it is the, throughout this book he is retaking over his empire. He's trying to find different people to help him. He does not necessarily the best choices that you would think of, but and they the get, people who betrayed him, right? But they they get the job done, and it is a ride that. I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, admittedly, the previous one bad days with the Riddler and Two Face, they were eh, they didn't they didn't get my interest. I didn't read all of them. I read a couple pages. Like okay, I'm I'm not hooked. I'm moving on. For this one, what those stories did, this one did the best job of representing the true Penguin. Yeah, compared to the true. This Riddler, one got you know? me hooked in immediately. Like, oh, why is he down? Why is he not rich? That's the whole thing. Is he's a rich criminal? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple things with it that I. Didn't like how they portrayed Batman. I thought thought that was wrong. A little bit. It was a little off-putting. But um, I was also kind of trying to think, is this book not written about Penguin, but maybe from kind of his point of view just a little bit? Yeah. I don't so that it might be warped maybe just a slightly. Yeah. I, that, I agree with you. That was a little off just I mean, slightly. And it's not really a spoiler, because, but kind of is. Oh, well, it is what it is. Uh, at one point... Batman confronts him and he's like, hey, you know, you're on this rampage. I got to stop you. And Penguin's like, well, think of it this way. You can stop me and the bigger, badder criminals can still control Gotham. But remember when I was in control? Realistically, the crime rates were down. The the violent rates were down. Like, yeah, I was doing illegal stuff, but it wasn't as lawless as it is compared to this other guy running it and everything. And Batman's like, all right, well, you get tonight, but tomorrow. Like, I don't know. That still seems. (laughs) Yeah. This still seems out of character. In a normal Batman book, he would still stop Oswald and then stop the other right. bad guys doing everything too. Like for me, that felt so out of character. It's like, okay, well, I know you're gonna go kill someone, but I'll let you go do it. Like, right. That felt so wrong to me. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. Has he been hanging out with Barbara Gordon? Uh, or <laughs> he's been hanging out with the bat with the DCEU Batman's where he's just murdering folk anyway. Yeah, could be. Um, but that was my biggest. That was my only complaint with this. Is like. Batman's just cool with them killing people? All right. right. That so seems... That's kind of what I was wondering, like, if it's from Oswald's point of view to where Oswald convinced him that, yeah, you know, it, it just didn't it was seem... not great. Yeah. But but the rest of his story, I mean, outside of that, of Oswald building his criminal empire and everything, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. It was spot on. It was really good. So And his final fight with the, uh, what was the bad guy's, the Umbrella? The Umbrella Man. Yeah, the Umbrella Man. Yeah. That was a good fight. Because it was the it, umbrella man that betrayed him. It was the guy that held his umbrella whenever it was raining. Yep. Betrayed Oswald. Oh, for a second I thought it was the guy who makes his fancy umbrellas, like you, the gun that's ones. What that's I what I too. thought at first, but, but I'm like, oh. But then they revealed, no, he was the guy that was literally, it was his job to hold the umbrella over yeah. him. Yeah. And he, when he betrayed Oswald, he like he smacked him with the same umbrella. Like, yeah. That's all he showed of him betraying him. Like, oh, he just smacked him and now he took over. Like. That was so dumb, but so cool. Like, okay, that worked. It worked, yeah. And just like, we're moving the story forward. He was my sidekick. He took over now. Moving on. And it showed that Oswald's a bit crazy and dangerous. Yeah. uh, Just a bit. Just a bit. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of like 
side tangent, crazy dangerous. Do you remember the Riddler book? It sounds like you read it. Was it more the Riddler that's been in Batman before or the one from the movie more recently? I would probably say it's... I I didn't read the book. I couldn't get through it myself. Maybe a mixture. Oh, okay. It wasn't. The Riddler one was not. It was the weakest of the three. Okay. It, It was... It was a book. Yeah. It was a book. The Riddler's always been like one of my favorite characters, so mm-hmm. like I really didn't like their new spin on him, so I probably wouldn't like yeah. that book either. But I was curious um, to it read it just based on the title. More comic accurate. Than, well, it is comic, you know, but it's yeah. it's more okay. of the traditional comic than it was. They were trying to modernize it a little bit more, but okay, I don't know. I think they missed the mark with with that Riddler book. That could have been phenomenal, and I think they dropped the ball just a little bit on it. That I'm day still, was too bad to redeem. I'm still looking forward to the Razal Ghul one because that's written by Tom Taylor. Yeah. Like, that one just should be good. I don't have an attachment to Razal Ghul, but it's Tom, Tom Taylor writing it, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. See, I think Raz is really interesting too, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one. He's interesting, but I still have the okay, I know this character's ins and outs and everything. Like, oh, yeah. Razal Ghul, he's the head of the ninjas. That's about it. Like, is it like League of Assassins yeah. or something yep. like that? Okay. Yep. It's like, oh, that, but that's his thing. It's like, oh, I'm the head of this. Mm hmm. And he's Next. almost Batman's father-in-law. Like, he, yeah. Or is he technically? I forget. No, they, they really got married. married. They never got married. Okay. Uh, yep. He's Damien's grandfather, though. So. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's for another discussion for another day. Uh, moving on. Uh, since that's everything we read this week that stood out to us, let's move on to the Book Club Book of the Week, which I suggested The Walking Dead Volume 1. Part of our Halloween theme. Part of a Halloween month. If you don't want to know about this and you want to miss spoilers, then it's been around forever. Yeah, but it I was going to say, it's what, 2002? 2001. Or off of, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's been around forever. 21 years. But if you don't want to hear about it and you want to just skip that and to next week's episode next week we've been talking about deceased volume one trust me folks if you have not read it you want to read it it is amazing um and that that's me underselling it mm-hmm. and, and you got, and you're not a dc and fan and i'm i'm not no no, no i'm no. not not a dc fan right i'm not a die hard, i'm not a dc diehard right you're not like i am to dc right uh yeah so walking dead volume one days gone by uh, I know I have read it, but admittedly, it's been a long time since I've read it. I mm-hmm. think everyone else here has Same. already read it once. Yep. Um, it was an easy read, it, read since I was... Uh, but I had forgotten about uh, the one character... Um, what was his name? Uh, Dale? The one that no, had the no, RV? No, no, no. no. Um, shoot. Uh, Bang. Yeah. Uh, Shane, maybe? No, no. Uh, he only lasted a couple issues. He like he was introduced and died in this volume. Maybe Jim, the mechanic. Jim, Jim. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Jim was. Yeah, the mechanic. I had forgotten all about Jim. <laughs> See, for me, there's a lot of characters in here I forgot about because slight spoiler they alert. They don't last long. They don't last long, especially when you compare it to the 15 years that they were writing the comic. Right. The comics. Yeah, they didn't last very long. Like, I was like, oh yeah, that person. Like there is, they stand out. Like okay, uh, Lori. Carl, um, Shane. But Shane doesn't and, make it past this either. Right. This and first Glenn, volume. Don't forget Glenn. Glenn. He was also that last An- for uh, a time. Andrea. Andrea. I read yep. Andrea. Andrea, yeah. Um, Dale lasted a little while from uh, this. But yeah, I mean, the one thing I do like about this is they introduce characters that are going that die. Because if, if none of the survivors would have died in this book, I'm like... That's There's no lame. stakes. Right. Yeah. But luckily they do kill Moff to show like, oh, you can die at any time, mm-hmm. more or less. Oh, yeah. Yep, this book did not uh, hesitate to kill these people off. Uh, one ironic thing I found reading the very beginning, like the, the introduction they add after the fact to the, the comic books themselves. At one point, um, whoever wrote it, I assumed it was Robert Kirkman. Kirkman. Okay. Yep. Um, he said... I made. I didn't really want this to be like one of those zombie movies that never ends, or it just ends when someone gets bored and cuts it off. And I was like, "Isn't that what you did?" <laughs> like- I mean, from a certain point of view. Uh, one that I do want to back up a little bit. Uh, set the scene. So Rick and Shane are local town, small town USA cops in Kentucky. Which I didn't realize until I read this. Like, oh, same they're, here. They're, I-, I thought they were always in Georgia, but no, yeah. they, they flee to Georgia. Uh, but they're small town cops in Kentucky. 
Rick gets shot from this random criminal and wakes up a month later out of the, out of a coma in the hospital. Um, in a world where zombies exist, I still say that's the most impractical thing. With that, oh, oh yeah, the hospital everyone abandoned. Like, there's no one left. He just wakes up randomly, yeah, and is able to walk outside. Like, okay, uh, you would have lost muscle mass by not moving for an entire month. You wouldn't be able to walk as easily as he does, as fast as he does. Right, which they do kind of touch base on not because really. he does fall down when he gets up out of bed. Yeah, but, but then he he's falls fine. down once, and that's he's it. fine. Like he's like, oh, now right. I got my legs underneath me. Right, and his IV. There's like, if you look at the the artist uh, drawing, there's only one IV bag. No, there's so two. It's, no, the other one's like a, I think probably painkiller, like the top one, the big bag. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the way I. Uh, there are two things it. of fluid going yeah. into him. So I'm like, that would have been used up, like very slow drip. Yeah, very very slow drip. Very don't, don't, slow just don't think drip. about that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing necessarily so. says that the nurses have been gone for an entire month. Like maybe he no, was being attended to for a while, and then they finally just got bitten or something like that. Yeah. But the place is completely overrun. Well, I, I guess going with Laura's argument, there is a possibility that there is a skeleton crew left that they are on the opposite side of the hospital. They can't hear him yelling. Could so be. it's possible that that happened too. Uh, or one, they just recently got bored and left and they're like, he'll be fine. And then be. when his drip ran out, he got hungry from not having his IV and woke Maybe. up. Uh, one thing I didn't realize uh, until I re- reread this, I remember famously from the show, they had the one – Doors barricaded. Don't open dead inside. Mm-hmm. That was not in the book at all. No. I could have swore that was in the I book. I thought so too until I reread this. I'm like, no, he just puts his belt through there to to stop the doors from opening. I mean, yes, they open the kitchen and they find he finds the the dead bodies, but but that's not on the doors at all. Right. I I was like, oh, oh okay. Um, so I just yeah. maybe it's later. I don't think so, okay. <laughs> but. Could be, not to mind. I, I don't remember it yeah. ever in there, but it's possible. Um, but yeah, it, there's a lot that there's a lot and little that happens in this in the series. Yeah, and that's what the whole series is good at doing is a whole lot of nothing, but still doing something. Right. Um, I do think that um, they did a really good job of if you kind of check the background. For, so the first time I read this, I thought. Uh, that seasons have gone by just a little bit. Like there was small time jumps because there, there uh, oh, it, it looks sunny. It looks sunny. It looks sunny, and it's snowing. Um, I don't think that's the case as much because if you look at the beginning, um, I noticed that none of the trees have leaves on them. So I think the weather has already been changing and everything like that. But we like, definitely get a faster progression the more we go though yes. because it's like oh it's getting colder. It's getting colder. Oh now it's snow. Right. But uh, he's in jeans and a t-shirt and doesn't look. Like the art doesn't show him like cold, so that's what made me think it was summertime. And then we did a time jump to winter to where they were camped out for six months or whatever. And I do like how they show those cold too, because they actually shows their breath a little bit too when they're talking. Like you see like white patches around their mouth. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a that's good use of shading. Everything that they did on that to show. Yeah. The cold breath. Oh yeah, that's something else to mention too. This is in black and white and. Some people might find that interesting, like it's an interesting choice. Uh, <laughs> this is black and white. However, they are currently re-releasing the single issues, the Walking Dead Deluxe Editions, where it's the same story and everything, just with color, full yep, colors same now. Art, full of color, yep. So, yeah. Um, I do want to mention this artist, uh, Tony Moore. He's only the artist for Volume 1. Uh, volume two, 2 through 31, 32, whatever. Uh, that's when they get different artists... Uh, which is Charles Aldred and Cliff Rathburn do the art for the other books, which always threw me off. Like, oh, and for me, this art, I really do enjoy this art. Oh, yeah. The first volume, I think, has some of the most, some of the best art of the series. And I wonder if that's why they changed artists, because it took too long to do this. Like, okay, we'll get someone else, because they can, they can keep up versus this guy can't. Could be. Yeah. Um, or they're coming falling out. Who knows? It's hard to say what it is. Yeah, I got a kick out of the the way they credited Cliff Rathburn to additional gray tones. Like so, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think we need to go to full breakdown for this whole thing. No. Yes, we do. Um, but I like the way they show the, okay, we're going to do training for the guns. Like, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone needs everyone needs to know how to have a, how to fire yep. a gun, which makes sense. But I also yep. liked how they got the guns too. That's where they Rick came up with the idea of smearing all the zombie blood and everything all over them to mask their scents and try to walk by them. It worked until it started to rain on them. So I just felt so bad because the women had just gotten that brand new laundry detergent, and then they immediately started rolling <laughs> around in zombie guts. I mean, at least it's just two people instead of like the whole survival camp. So yeah, that's a plus. There, there's only like 10 guys. So that's still like 20% of your population well, is true. rolling in zombie guts. <laughs> that's true. Let's math this. In <laughs> uh, this book definitely touches a lot on like the social tropes of things. Yeah. And they even said, oh, what? Now, because the one woman's like, oh, right now let's do the laundry. What's next? When, when everything's back normal. We can't vote anymore. Like they're definitely yeah. like. This is Robert Kirkman very angsty. Yeah. Like when he's writing this, like, oh, I have to, I have to you know, fight for this and fight for that. and fight. Like, okay, slow down a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, I see what you're going for, but also he, he gets a lot more milder as the series goes on, I think. More into the zombie story rather than the social aspects of well, things. Well, it's more into the survival story, not necessarily the social no, or be, the zombies. Yeah. It's just like, yep. it's, I mean, the whole, I argue The Walking Dead is is a drama that has to have, that happens to take place in a zombie apocalypse i'd agree the, they are just a narrative tool they're not the focus i a think lot of, that's what made this story work too right a lot of zombie stories that's the story of the zombies right this one is like okay that's you could theoretically change out zombies for vampires mm-hmm. or any other ghoulish thing yeah like, aliens it's just the end of the world and we're moving forward yeah um but i think you're right with that because 28 Days Later and everything, those were great zombie books and stuff like that. Can you name the characters in that? It's about the zombies. Right. right. I mean, This is Dawn about the, the people. We're talking about Dawn of the Dead. It was, about, it was about the survivors in a zombie apocalypse that are right. hiding in a mall. Like the characters, eh, they're there, but like it's and, about them surviving right. in a mall. And the only one I can actually name is Anna, the, the main character, the main female character in that. So... Other than that, I can't name any of the characters. Right. Now, if I saw, so, like, oh, yeah, I remember the story arc right. and that story arc. Yeah. But, but this, you know, there's Shane, Rick, Dale, you know, there's so many. Glenn, you know, you could name so many of these beloved characters that they murdered gruesomely in this story. Yeah. I've only so. seen, like, two or three episodes of The Walking Dead, and I know who Rick Grimes is. When right. that 2001 came out, I was like, yeah. oh, this is about The Walking Dead. I can read this and get an idea what's going on. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess that I'm going to say that's our, our summary of it. Cause there's, yeah, really, there's, it's, it's not worth being the dead zombie horse. No, no. The, just a couple more points I always I like liked was, that. um, the, um, internal struggle between, or not internal, but, uh, Lori and Rick about teaching Carl how to shoot. He's too uh, yeah. young for a gun. He's seven yeah. years old. Right. Which I mean, Parenting to be fair, right. yeah, seven years old, should he have a gun? Probably not. In a, in, nor- the in a normal world, in a normal world, no. In zombie apocalypse, it saved yeah. Lori once well, in this in this series, and uh, saved Rick from uh, um, spoilers uh, from Shane. Sh- from Shane, thank you. That's uh, not spoilers. My, I mean, yeah. no, it's twenty-one years old, and we're talking about the book itself, right? I yeah. did think the way they did the love triangle between Lori and Shane and Rick. It was so bad. Like, it was real cheesy. Yeah, like, it was cheesy. The show did that significantly better because they actually drew it out longer, too. Right. So, it, versus this, it was like, okay, I get what you're trying to go for, the the, the over-the-top drama of it, but it definitely felt over-the-top. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just Robert Kirkman writing it 20 years ago. Which, right. Again, that's fair. Right. Like, and he, how early was he in his career? Was he was he seasoned, you know, as a writer at that time? I can't say. I didn't have that in front of me. Yeah. I, I don't know when he actually started his career as writing comics and stuff like that. So, because I think, you know, later on in the series, the writing was much better than it started out. I would agree with that completely. Um, 20 years will do that. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just... I was reading The Walking Dead. I started in, sing- in, the, in the volumes like this. Same here. Eventually, I got caught up around volume 12 or 13, and then I started reading singles from then point on. Um, and, yeah, it, this series actually reads really well in singles and in trades. Like, yes. It is written well enough that, there. yes, there are major act breaks, but it's not that critical, really. Like, it uh-huh. is a each issue is its own continuous cliffhanger for whatever, and it just right. goes on ver- really well. 
So good on him for being able to do that where yeah, he it reads a, great one way or the other. Yeah, he's got a good flow to the whole thing. Yep. Uh, so with that, one to five ratings, one being awful, five being great. Laura, the person who does not like zombies, what would you rate this? Hmm. When you say I don't like zombies, I feel like I should give it a lower grade. But I mean, not I, necessarily. I'm going to give it a four because I enjoyed the read. I didn't mind reading it again. It, it wasn't. It wasn't bad in any regard. Like it wasn't. I I didn't hear we were reading this and like oh, I remember this being bad. I I didn't really remember what happened, but when I reread it, it it's kind of your typical zombie story too. Like how do we survive? What do we need? Who do we find? Like how do we survive together? Can people survive together? And yeah, I I enjoyed it. I even though I don't like zombies, it didn't. At this point, it's not focusing so much. Like like you said, it's a drama set around zombies. Like when the main focus is, we're being chased by zombies. The zombies are biting me. Like when it's all that, I get bored real fast. So that that's a re-endorsement then. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I gave it a whole four. Yeah. If it had, uh, to, if it had, had Spider-Man, it might have gotten a five. Uh, maybe next year for <laughs> Halloween month, we'll do Marvel Zombies then. Uh, for me, I'll go next. I'm going to give it a three out of five, uh, just because I know the writing gets so much better as the story goes on. Uh, and I think that's not really fair compared to just to judge this one book by that, but I'm judging, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. That is, that (laughs) is what we're judging. We are judging this first volume, not the entire series. So someone reads it, if if someone watches, has what has been watching the show, like, Oh, I'll finally read the book. And they read this one, okay, it's not a fair judgment to read just this book. Um, I would say, unfortunately, read the first three volumes because the writing does get better Yeah, um, as it goes on. And yeah, that's why I say it's a three. It's, it's fine. Yeah, and this isn't saying this writing's bad. It just gets better. It gets better, right. Uh, Jared, what would you give it? Uh, this volume, I would probably say a four. The overall series, I would give a five, and I would probably say it's... The best zombie story ever written, arguably. The best. The- <laughs> That's hard I, to say. There's well, been so many zombie it's stories. It's hard to compare because there are zombie stories that have the longevity that this has. So that could be so also. I think. I think it is fair to say though it is the best zombie story ever written in comic books. I think that's a, a I could fair say so, qualifier. But I, I'm trying to think of like m- movies. This story's better. You know what I mean? Yeah, but in, in my opinion, I think this is the best zombie story. Yeah, and eventually but they explain it, what causes being a zombie too. No, right? no, oh, not they, they never explain it. Nope. Oh, okay. I thought. Okay. Nope. I'm gonna have questions later after the podcast. Then. Oh. Nope. Um, yeah, because some of them, I, I I get frustrated when there's no explanation, like what happened, why why is yeah, the world just no? And this they they know if you get bit, you turn into a zombie, and you're like you have like 24 hours, well, then you turn into a zombie. No, it's in this one, it's if you die, you turn into well, a zombie. In this it's volume, like I said though, oh yeah, in this volume, in this volume, if you get bit, you have like a 24 or less hour window, you will turn into a zombie. Yes. They don't know yet that later that, on the volumes, no matter how you die, you turn into yeah, a zombie. Yeah, you've already got the zombie virus in you somehow. That's where we get the famous oh. Rick Grimes line saying, we are the walking dead. Because everybody that's still alive will turn into the zombies Eventually. no matter what. Yep. Okay, I guess I thought that was the explanation of why there are zombies. Nope, because uh, it's not confirmed if it's a virus or solar flares or what. It just... But it's still everybody it's, is. Whenever like, anybody that, dies. That's what I meant. Whenever yeah. whenever anybody dies, they'll turn into a zombie unless the brain right. is destroyed. Yep. So, so I don't have a question anymore because I was right. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that I think, but with me saying that I, I think this is the best zombie story ever written, I think it's because it focuses on the characters and the zombies are the subplot around everything. Have you ever read World War Z? Yes. I like loved World War Z. I think that one's better um, because it's, but that's not fair because that's a bunch of short stories yes. compared to a long ongoing story. Right. Maybe if some of those stories were into larger volume one of this Z- World War Z series, you right. know what I mean? Maybe it could have been 
that way. Um, that was awesome. There's an, another one. Um, I did the audiobooks. It was um, Zombie Rules. There's like eight volumes out right now. I think the writer's working on the the ninth one. That to me was a close second because it was it's a solid story too. I do want to give a side note of if you watched the movie World War Z, it's nothing to do with the book. Like no. it's just in the name only. Yeah. So it's not. And it had too much shaky cam. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, the creator of World War Z, um, Max Brooks, the son of Mel Brooks, he's like, yeah, no, this is. This is not accurate of the book at all. Like it's mm-hmm. an it's an abomination of his creation. Right, of the book. I think World War Z would make an awesome like HBO Maxi series or something like that, or a, a maybe a two season run with those short stories as single episodes or something like that. Like how they do American Horror Stories, where each season is a different story. Yeah, arc. yeah, something like that. I think that would be a great TV. I think series. that'd be good for that. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, that is The Walking Dead uh, and how we feel about that. So again, next week we'll be talking about Deceased, which is, I say volume one, but it's just called Deceased. There's no subtitle. Right. Um, it was standalone until they did the sequel. Right. So that <laughs> that's what we'll talk about next week. Uh, moving on to the section that Jared always forgets about. Dang it. And that is Heroes of the Week, <laughs> be it comic book or otherwise. Laura, you were not here last week. Who is your Hero of the Week, comic book or otherwise? I decided to do a kind of group this time and hit a lot of people who I've actually already hit before, but that doesn't sound like they're my heroes if I'm hitting them, but you know what I mean. You're picking Um, them again. Yep. Yep. My top picks include Jared and you, Alex, and or the the audience listener if you want to be moral support too. Um, My mom and Adrian, because all you guys showed up and... Helped us with all that uh, pulling up the carpet and working in the basement and moving stuff all over the place multiple times over and over and over. And we still have to move it all again. But we got a lot done. I really appreciate everyone who came and worked for mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, booze. I feel like there was something else we had to. Oh, Mm. food. Worked for food and booze. Mm, The food was delicious. That's how I appreciate my help. We'll work for food. <laughs> and we'll probably call upon you again when we do more moving of stuff, too. You know I'm always willing to help. Uh, at least, hopefully, when we get stuff like the room built and everything, like, we're just putting stuff in the room, hopefully that'll be fun. Like, okay, you guys can, t- like, okay, I don't want this. Do you guys want this? Do you guys want this? Get it out of here. That sort of thing will happen if, probably a few times. And that'll make Laura happy because I'll get rid of some of my garbage. We'll see. Yeah, oh, it would be, I, be first, Lord, are you with me giving this away? Okay, you guys, who wants this? That's going to be tough. Time. Eh, if it's my stuff, you probably won't care. Maybe. We'll see. It depends on if, what it is. If you've yeah. got something Spider-Man related, she's going to care. Well, I'm not gonna, yeah. I know better than to give away that. I'm not that dumb. Yeah, that shouldn't be in the basement to begin with, really. <laughs> Except for the Spider-Man chair that we have. The yeah, lounge chair thing. but that's not an official Spider-Man thing. That's true. And Cammy may have peed on it once, so it's okay to be in the <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> it's been through some life. Uh, my Hero of the Week, dittoing, first of all, what Laura said, thank you for the help, Jared and Adrian. Anytime. Uh, is going to be Laura's dad, because he's coming over tomorrow to work on the basement more and potentially help fix the basement from breaking i guess <laughs> collapsing in upon itself yeah he's uh, our foundation yeah uh and that'll be much appreciated hopefully hopefully it goes well tomorrow when i'm not here and i'm not at work where i'm when i'm not when i'm not at home i am at work hopefully it goes well tomorrow i don't know what all his exact plans are for tomorrow but i bet he doesn't either we'll, we'll see what happens uh but yeah he's helped a whole lot with renovations around the house because i don't know what i'm doing and I don't know if he knows or not, but he does a good enough job that he acts like he knows, so I'll count that as a win. Yeah, that's the key to my family. We just fake it till we make it. There you go. So yeah, uh, all the renovations. I'm hoping we might get done with renovations by Christmas. We'll see. <laughs> That'd be nice. So we'll see what happens. And Jared, we bought you as much time as we could. Who is your Hero of the Week, comic um, book or otherwise? I'm going to go with uh, two of my workers, uh, Chris and um, Furious. Uh they actually get me a nice little gift bag for uh, Boss's Day and a nice card. It made me feel like I was a, doing a good job as their boss and, you know, they appreciated me and I appreciate them. And we've got a good team right now and I just, they made me feel really good at work this week. So I'm going to go with that, Chris and Furious. All right. 
so with that, we'll be back next week. This was episode 101. Sorry, Laura, you missed episode 100 last week. Yeah. But this is uh, episode 101. Uh, 101. We're triple digits. Officially, or past, it's easy to get 100, 101, that's the tricky part, is to get past yep. that extra one. Yeah, because what do they say when you go into syndication, like that? You have to get 100 episodes to get the syndication bonus checks or whatever. Okay. Uh, so we could be syndicated now, or not, but we could be potentially, so yay. Where's the money? Yeah, that's, I don't know how to answer that one. <laughs> that's a good question every day. <laughs> so, uh, with that, we'll say thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week again. It'll be Deceased is what we're going to be talking about. No subtitles, just Deceased. And whatever tangents we get off on while Adrian's here, because yeah. inevitably we will get derailed within the first five minutes. I'm willing to say the first two minutes is probably when we'll get derailed. But Before we'll see you even start the intro song. It'll be while we're eating dinner. We'll be derailed. <laughs> Uh, But in the meantime, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time.